What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brianne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about your vision, okay? I know that you are probably listening to me or to this podcast because you're a big dreamer. You probably, you know, are seeking growth. You, you want to get something out of this time as you have tuned in. And it is my goal and my ultimate desire to allow you uh, to achieve your inner goal and your inner motivation for listening. And I want nothing more than you to leave better than what you came. So on this Wednesday, let's wise up and talk about your vision. Because you are probably, you know, a a high achiever, a high thinker, highly motivated. You're seeking to grow. You want to learn more. You probably stand out among your peers. And if you don't do any of those things, then you probably are seeking to do those things. And in fact, um, I think that you have chose a great avenue uh, in which to you can grow and that you can uh, personally develop and uh, put yourself in a position to be excelling and, and accelerating through life the way that you want to. And I believe that wisdom is the principal thing. I believe wisdom is the way in which we go about achieving those goals because as I mentioned, a lot of people know what to do. You can get on Google and you can get on YouTube. Between Google University and YouTube University, you can find out a lot of how to do a lot of things. All you have to type in is how to, and all of these search engine options are going to come up. All you have to do is seek out a category, um, and the search engine will optimize searches based on what it is you want to know. So you can look billions upon billions of things of how to do something. But wisdom gives you all the factors that you don't know. Wisdom tells you when should you do the thing. Wisdom tells you not only how you should do the thing, but the level at which you should execute the thing because of the audience or because of the metrics or because of the um, analytics or because of the market or because of any, all these other variables, wisdom is an expertise, I believe, that is divinely inspired by God to help you navigate through life, right? So when we're talking about vision, it depends on whose vision we're talking about. And the reason why I say this is because I had a young lady mention to me yesterday, just yesterday. And if you follow me on Facebook, by the way, hashtag shameless plug, follow my page is Brianne Brand at uh, Jennifer Brianne on Facebook. Follow my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that good fun stuff. Um, I'll tag all that stuff in the captions and, um, yeah, so go ahead and follow that. Go check out my website, uh, www.jenniferbrianne, that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-B-R-I-A-N-N-E. Again, that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-B-R-I-A-N-N-E.com. Go check that out. Um, see if there's some things you like. Connect with me. I want to know who you are. I want to know more about you. Um, I'm looking to make some awesome collaborative relationships. And so if you are one of those people that we can connect and work together and grow our visions, you're definitely somebody I want to talk to. So again, when we're talking about vision, I had this lady um, speak to me and she was kind of unveiling some very, some personal things, um, but something that she unveiled to me that stood out to me is that she was contending with more than one vision for her life. And so the first thing I want to deal with in, in talking about vision is whose vision is it? 
Is it your vision? Is it God's vision? Is it your family's vision? Is it your spouse's vision? Is it your children's vision? What are you seeing? When we think about vision, vision is normally what is before us. So in, in a very metaphorical sense, it's what you're looking toward. It's something that um, you can see um, in an expanse before you. Um, even when you go get your eyes checked, they tell you if you have 20-20 vision and they, and they set all of these optics and they try to measure how far or how not far you can or cannot see based on your vision based on what your eyes are capable of producing, the images that are put in front of you. And so when you begin to think about vision, I need you to be thinking about what is it that you put in front of you? What it, what are your eyes looking at every day, all day? What, what consumes most of your time? What images are put in front of you? What images were put in front of you? A lot of us are fighting things that were put in front of us as from our rearing as a child, maybe abusive relationships were what was put in front of you, what you've seen growing up as a normalization. And now you have put that vision and enacted on that vision and, re and reciprocated those things. Perhaps, you know, wealth and money and finances was what was in your home. And so it, it was a big deal growing up. And so it's a big deal to you now. There's still something in a vision. Maybe perhaps you were a dreamer as a child and you wanted everything that was outside of your reach. And so you had big lofty dreams that your parents even either told you no or push you toward those things or you found people who were moving in those uh, realms and walks of life and you uh, partner with them and now you're at this place where you can see large and you can dream big. I don't know what your vision is and I don't know whose vision it is, but I do know that it needs to be your vision. It needs to be what you want for your life, not what anybody else says, not what anybody else thinks, not what anybody else quote unquote, predicts, but it needs to be what you want for you. So more than anything, ask God and ask yourself, like, what do I want for me? What is my vision? What is my life vision? Because vision is so important. You need to know where you're going and what you're looking at and what you're consuming and what you're putting yourself in front of. That's where you're headed. That's why um, a lot of times when you're talking about vision, it's important to think about the community and the people that you have reverberating different images and different lifestyles and um, philosophies of thinking around you. All of those things are important because they matter. Your vision, Andy Stanley said this, and it never left my heart. I actually have it on a sticky note in front of my desk. It means so much to me. Andy Stanley said, and I quote, your vision does not exist apart from your responsibility to glorify God. The challenge is to discover the link. And let me repeat that for you. It says your vision does not exist apart from your responsibility to glorify God. The challenge is to discover the link. And what I found is we live in a world and in a society where people try to make vision a very isolated thing and that everything else in our lives is supposed to work around that. But my my particular uh, philosophy, if you will, on vision is not that. My particular philosophy on vision is just this. It is that I believe that God has positioned vision so that all parts of our life and all parts of our gifts and our talents, our skills, our aptitudes, our, our giftings, our nature, our tendencies, our personalities, all of these things work together in one idiosyncratic system 
um, to produce the thing that we have been called to do or to change or to alter um, or to influence, right? I don't believe that it's this isolated, like, oh, well, I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm a go-getter. And my family and my friends and all these other people just have to understand. No, I don't believe that. And so what I believe for you is that you have to figure out what your vision is. Because if your vision is not clear, your path is not clear. If your path is not clear, you don't know where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, you don't know how you're getting there. And if you don't know how you're getting there, then you're probably stuck. So I just want that to marinate and like serenade your mind as far as vision. Now, now getting a little deeper into vision, let's talk more about like the actual vision, because that's some parameters around vision itself. So let's talk about vision itself. All right. So vision, vision, again, and, and the very simplistic definition is what you see. Vision is sometimes also what you don't see. It's what you want to see, it's what you see, it's what you don't see. And I know that's kind of confusing, but all of these different components work together, and this is what I mean. If you have a dream, a dream is something that is probably not in your life, not completely manifested in your life, but could happen for you, and you want it to happen for you, all right? That's something that you don't see yet. And I put the conditional uh, statement behind that yet, because that yet is contingent upon you. If you have a dream in your life and you do not yet see the dream, it is your job to bring that dream and that vision to life. Now, how you go about that, there are a lot of different ways you can go about that depending on what the dream is. But you first have to commit to the dream. A lot of us have dreams. We have daydreams. We dream at night. We, we hope for things that are lofty, that are bigger. And these are, these are how you know what your dreams are. And if they're packaging statements like, well, it sure would be nice if or I wish that I could, or I sure hope that, or one day somebody should. Those are all statements of dreaming and vision, that if you already have something down on the inside of you that it resonates with that, then that's what you need to roll with, because that's something that stands out to you, that you may be the only one who sees that thing as that thing, meaning that if there's a problem in the world and you see, well, maybe somebody should try this. You are probably that somebody. You are probably that somebody who sees that as a probable solution because you have eyes for that. You have a passion for that. You care enough about that to even voice an opinion about it. And I believe that it's definitely something you should explore more concerning. I don't think we ask ourselves enough questions a lot of the times. So when you're thinking about vision, begin thinking about all of these things that you're passionate about, that you daydream about, that you can do mind that you can do, you know, without being asked. It's not like a chore. It's not like a duty or responsibility. You're not rolling your eyes. You're not pouting about it. And I'm not saying that it doesn't get hard or, you know, it doesn't have trying times, but ultimately like you are at peace while doing it, after doing it, you're not drained and depleted. You love it. You love the people that it involves or the people that you have to work with or the people that you have to collaborate with in order to get to the goals. Um, of that thing and and you know every aspect about it like you are 100% for. Now again, you may not be 100% for every aspect, but I'm saying in the totality of the matter. Of course, there are going to be things that maybe you don't like because you have to work with other people and they may have different opinions or perspectives whatever. However, if it is your vision, 
you need to see it clear as day. And nobody can see it more clear than you. Because if people see it more clear than you, then you will quickly follow other paths and other other, other things out, if you will, in order to get to the thing that you want to. So that's why all of these different components have to be very clear for you. And also clear for you, because if it's clear for you, you can communicate that to someone else. You can clearly say, well, this is where I am right now. And this is my dream. This is the gap. And this is, this is what I want to do to get there. This is what I want to do to close that gap. So when you're talking about, you know, the things you don't see, don't, don't, don't approach this area as fear. Like, oh my God, it's such a big gap or I need millions of dollars to do that. Okay. Instead of saying, I need millions of dollars, rephrase your statement, re re renew your mind and rephrase your approach. How can I get millions of dollars to do that? How can I get millions of people to get on board with me uh, to change the ecosystem? How can I get, you know, if it's a big dream, rephrase your fear into a position and a statement of faith. Ask yourself, re-ask yourself, relearn from yourself how it is that you are going to get from point A to point B. Because there's all of these different steps and factors, projects. Um, oh my gosh, paperwork, you know, business setting up, whatever your vision is, there, are, there is an in-between. And you don't need to look at that in-between as hazy, as unsure. Just get started moving. I said yesterday in a snippet that I did, and I said that part of the vision and moving on the vision is taking the first step and embracing the dream as something that you want to take on. A lot of times we take dreams and we push them in the back of our minds or we write them down in our journal and we close the journal and we don't pick it up. And we say, oh yeah, I have a dream. Okay, well, if Martin Luther King only would have said, I have a dream, and he would have put that in his little journal, put it in a desk, or if he would have threw that thought in the back of his mind and never would have acted on it, what type of world will we live in today? We would have never seen the fullness and the fruition of his dream. And so what he did is he took that dream, he set that dream in context of a vision. Well, this is what this dream looks like in the whole world. This is what the dream looks like in my world. And this is how this dream impacts other parts of the world. And that's when the dream stops, stops becoming so large and insurmountable in your head. And then it becomes it becomes personal. And that's what it needs to be. It becomes personal. So this is the part that you can see. Now we're moving to the part that you can see, okay? The part that you can see is when the dream becomes personal. Now you can't sleep. Now you can't eat. Now you can't do anything but think about this thing. You can't you can't unsee the vision because it's so clear. And, and even though you don't have all of the parts put together, you may not have all the pieces worked out right now, you can't stop thinking about this thing like this vision is burning on the inside of you and it is fire its way out of you. That is when you know now it's personal. And this is the part that you can see because you, you notice it changing your conversation. You notice you mentioning it to not just one person, but to maybe two people. And maybe you didn't get the response you wanted from that person. So now you go over here and you know you, you then you, you get excited when you find somebody that agrees with the vision, that's deciding that, and willing to partner with the vision or, or that has some advice for the vision. So now you're getting fed and, and now your soul is hungry for more information and more growth and more and more of a challenging. And now you're you're embracing this now it's personal and now you can see this side of the vision being made manifest in you because I believe you have to be the vision you have to become the vision you have to embody the vision before you ever see the vision carried out in your life um this may be your first time listening to me and if it is um I have an organization called pins to prison and I have another um organization if you will um called girl stop 
And a lot of people ask me, well, how is it that you do what you do for Girl Stop? Girl Stop, it, it channels uh, girls age 10 to 19. And we have some that are in college now that we still keep up with. But uh, how do you do all you do for Girl Stop? Or how are your videos like this? Or how? And what they're really asking me is, how are you, you? But I am Girl Stop. And that's why I can birth and produce Girl Stop. And it's effortless. It's, it's not a lot of hard work. I mean, it's work and organizing things and making sure that paperwork applications are submitted, you know, systematic type stuff. But as far as being me and doing what I need to do to to relay the vision of Girl Stop, to confirm my heart for girls, that's not hard because I that is who I am. It, it has become personal. The need and the desire has grown deep down on the inside of me so much so that I have become it. And so you have to, like, let that thing sit down on the inside of you so deep and so rich and so strong that it becomes you. So now it comes out of you. <laughs> this is a very like natural illustration, but I think you're going to understand it very clearly. When you eat that food that you're not supposed to eat, that body <laughs> consumes that food, whether you, whether you really are supposed to or not, and it becomes a part of you. And the parts that don't need to be a part of you, they get, they get disregarded. And that's the same thing that you have to do when you are growing and wising up about vision. You have to decide what parts of this are not going to go. And that means what friends can I not talk to about this? What family members do I need to exclude from this conversation or do I need to talk to them about this later? What people um, are not ready to hear the largeness of this vision? I have a mentee that I text this morning and I told her, I said, I said, my dear, your dreams are not too big. They are just too big for small ears. And you cannot allow small ears to hear big vision. They won't accept it. They can't receive it. They don't understand it. They need all the parts laid out clear um, from start to finish, left to right. They need to see the funds. They need to see the people. They need to see the business. They need to see the location. They need to see the product finish right now as you release it. And that's not just quite how vision works. Now, if you're blessed that you can do that, oh, um, I applaud you. And I would like to know more about your systems and how you got to that place. But for the most of us, it doesn't always work that way. So again, this is when vision becomes personal because now it affects you. Now vision has caused you to do something. You can't just sit and put that cute little dream and that cute little vision in your cute little journal and put that in the desk or put it in the back of your closet or leave it, leave it deep down in your purse. Or for my fellas, you can't just write that thing down or talk about it with your homeboy and leave it over the game or leave it at the basketball court or leave it in the gym. No, you have to do something about that. You are now responsible. Remember we said, our quote that your vision does not exist a part of your responsibility to glorify God and you are now responsible you have a responsibility to glorify God with that vision if it's a God-given vision I pause not because I'm done talking but I really wanted that to resonate with you I really wanted that to sit with you because that is the part that you can see because now now we kind of struggle when it when it when it challenges us to have to go uh, do some research when it when it challenges us to have to go talk to the county commission when it challenges us to have to go uh, sit before a judge or find a lawyer or a tax accountant when it ca when it causes us to have to go confront somebody or get a petition started or stand on the street corner with a sign that says you know whatever whatever that vision causes for you to do, this is when it becomes personal. This is when it becomes tangible. This is when it begins manifesting. But you have to do something. You can't just leave it in vision form. You can't just leave it in dream form. You can't just leave it in thought form. You have to move. And you don't have to move large. I think a lot of times we think we automatically have to go get a website and we automatically have to go buy a building if we can do that. And, and we already have to, you know, you, you don't have to get to the end right now. 
you just have to move with where you have. So even if it's laying out a plan, that's a step. If it's talking to somebody who's walked that route, that's a step. If it's going to get more wisdom, more information, more knowledge, more resources, that's a step. Even if it's going to study somebody who's already doing a variation of the thing that you are doing, that's a step. But you have to be stepping. You have to be moving. I think a lot of times we get really stagnant, we get really afraid, and we don't want to move. So again, these are these are the things that we need for vision, okay? So it's the parts that you can't see. It's the part that you can see. And then you have to walk out the part in the in-between for every step that you can't see how it's going to work out, for every piece of information that you don't know, for every question that you need answered, for every problem that you need solved. Um, for every person that you need to do work, you know, right for a little bit of the vision, it might just be you. You might be blessing that you have a, a great support system that they can contribute different skills or talents. And, and we bless God for that. But for the most part, you have to run with the vision. The Bible says, um, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so the herald may run with it for the revelation of waste and appointed time and speaks of no end and will not prove false. So though the vision may linger to wait for it because it will certainly come will not delay. That's Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 if you want to know. But the Bible says at the end that they who read it may run with it, that they who read it may run with it. There are people who are assigned to your vision. There are people who are assigned to read, to assess, to evaluate, to critique, to help you mold and shape it. Like you really should not try to do this alone. And I'm telling you something from experience, from my heart to yours. Like I have done that. I have made that mistake of trying to carry big vision alone. If you have big vision, if you have big dreams, they were never, ever, ever created for you to do or carry by yourself. So don't even try. Don't even waste your time. Just go ahead ahead and set yourself up systematically and knowing systematically knowing that you are going to bring people alongside of this because if you're really doing something bigger outside of yourself it's going to require other people and that's okay so if you have a problem with collaborating with other people trusting other people discerning people then you need to spend some time with you that's a step remember we're making steps today it's wednesday we're wising up and we're talking about vision and we are making steps toward manifesting that vision because we don't want to just leave it in vision form we don't want to leave it as some far out foreseen thought way over there. Um, we want that thing to be here. We want that thing to be now. And sometimes the fullness of it is not here and now, but we can be where we are in that part of the vision. It's kind of like building a puzzle. You know, if I, if, if the vision is, you know, I really want a 500 piece puzzle wall on my wall and I want to hang that up. Okay. Well, I don't have any puzzles at all, and I don't have a 500-piece puzzle at all. So my first step is figuring out where can I get this item from? That's a step. Then it's like, oh, it looks like they have them at Walmart, they have them at Target, and they have them at Costco. Great. Okay, now let's price compare. Let's make the wise decision on what is most cost-efficient and and for the image that I want on my wall. I make a decision, I make a selection, that's a step. Now I have to go get the thing. Or if I decided Amazon was the way, I have to order the thing, that's a step. Wait, I need funds. Don't let funds make you fearful. A lot of times when we're working in vision, we work all these amazing things and the first thing we think is I don't have the money. You may not have the money and that's okay. But what do you have? This is where the creative things about vision come alive. And this is my favorite part because I know a lot of people who won't do stuff. They won't move. They won't even research stuff because they don't think they have the money. But you may not always need money. Perhaps you need creativity. Perhaps you need a relationship. Perhaps you need to know somebody who does have the money. Perhaps you don't have to have all of the answers right now, right here. That's the beautiful thing about vision. 
is that it's your vision. You can be creative. This is when your mind, your intelligence, your gifting, your passion, all of those other things behind this vision kick in and help you to get to a level of quality and excellence and still reach the goal on this place where you at. Remember, we're trying to make steps. So my hope for you today is that you have wised up in the area of vision, that you have really put yourself in this conversation. I know that I've been talking very theoretically about vision and about seeing vision, but my hope is that you have heard yourself in this and you have thought or rethought or regained hope and love and passion for a vision that you put away. And if not, if you were just listening to receive, congratulations, I am now charging you with homework. <laughs> I'm in school, so I got homework to do right now. But your homework is to go back to see what visions you let die. Maybe your kids are too old. Maybe your kids are too young and they're still in the house. Or maybe your kids are old, but they still need things from you. Maybe maybe you feel like the time has passed. Did you all know that Colonel Sanders didn't start KFC until he was 60? Who wants to mid out on some billions just because you're too old? I don't believe that old is a qualification because money, age, success, like money and success, um, like vision, like they don't have age limits. We put our own age limits and time constraints on these things. So again, if this is you, if you heard you anywhere in this, your homework is to go open the old journal, open where you jotted down that idea that you were like, I think that would be a good idea. Review your conversations that you have with the people that are closest to you, that you trust with information like this. Open up that Pandora's box of the things that you suppress for whatever reason. I mean, maybe your health, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you have to serve your parents during the season, whatever you have to do. Open that box and explore you, explore what you like, explore what you're passionate about, explore what visions you laid aside and get moving. Take a step. You will feel so much better if you just take a step. It's so empowering. The more steps you take, it's kind of a snowball effect. Like once you get that snowball rolling, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, this big, big, big vision is actually within reach. It's not so blurry. It's not so far out, but it's right here. It's within arm's reach. It's more tangible. Now you have other people excited and you brought other people on and you're exploring different talents that you didn't know they had. And then you're getting to meet new people because more people are coming and circulating through this vision and brewing around it. And before you know it, it's here. I want that for you. I want it to be here. I want it to be now. So again, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. Again, my name is Jennifer Breanne. Thank you for uh, tuning in for uh, Wednesday, <laughs> for uh, Wednesday Wisdom where we're wowing up um, and we're being wowed by wisdom. I hope today that you wised up as we talked about vision. Check us out next next Wednesday um, where we'll be talking about some other things. That's a surprise price to us all. So I love you guys. Until next time, y'all. Peace, love, and hair grease.